below and you've stumbled into Lewis Black's Rantcast number 15. Oh, lucky are you. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. Well, I'm lying because it's too early and uh, it's for me, it's way too early to be funny, but I'm glad to be with you. All right. Um, this is a very special time of year. No, it's got nothing to do with pumpkins and that that uh, goddamn candy corn shit. But no, it has to do with the fact that this is the time of year when you get out there to vote and do get out there and vote. That is why we are a democracy. It is what cements us together as a people. OK, and should you vote? Yeah, you have to vote. No, you don't. They actually, I believe, should find people for not voting. OK. Because it's your inalienable right. And if you don't want to express it, then maybe you should have to pay for the fact that you don't want to express it. Because it's ridiculous. It's how we get together and make a decision. And the reason that you have to do it, even though it is so profoundly depressing at times, that you don't want to do it, that's why you do it. Okay? Because it is that depressing. I have voted numerous times in my life. Numerous times, knowing that the whoever I was voting for was going to get crushed, and I was depressed. Or voting for somebody who went, this person's a schmuck, but I can't vote for the other schmuck, or the schmuckette, depending. And uh, each and every time, the best part of it, in many ways, was the fact that what happened the next day is I woke up and I went, wow, today's going to be shitty, but at least I don't have to vote. So vote, all right? And don't hide behind this voter fraud nonsense because it doesn't exist. I don't care. No, 19 ballots weren't put into a trash can in Omaha, Babuzika. No, didn't happen. All right. There are plenty of people out there who literally give a shit. And they're the ones who work hard every day and are even barely at this point, probably middle class and are trying to make it possible for you to be able to express your vote uh, as freely and uh, without fear of it being taken away from you due to fraud. All right? There is nothing to uphold that. Not a thing except stuff that has been made up and I am tired of living through fictional fucking nonsense. All right? I don't care, but it appears to me well, of course I care, but <laughs> it appears to me that there needs to be a constitutional amendment when all is said and done after these past four years that will affect both parties throughout, from from city council up through the president, that if you have an elected official, you don't get to make shit up. And when you do, you get like five times you can make shit up, let's say. You could, and then when you, if you do it five times and you try to pull it again, then you're removed from office because enough is enough. We don't have time for it. Okay. The clock is ticking. All right. And the children need better from the adults. And we haven't been adults. None of us. There's like maybe six in the country. When you're turning to me, as I used to say in my act, and I'm supposed to be some form of an adult, fuck you. Good luck. All right. I've never been able to manage my life well. I've, all I know is, is that enough is fucking enough is fucking enough. We need a channel, one channel. I don't care if it shows up, whatever, wherever. 
It can be on the computer, the laptop, whatever the fuck on the TV. It should be everywhere. It's called the fact channel. It should be called, hey, this is goddamn boring, but you're going to have to listen to it. These are the facts. There are facts. Okay. They really are. And we need to pay attention to them. And we haven't been. And it's really, it's really, it's made a, a sick country sicker. We are better than this. And everybody knows it. Okay? We need liberals who know what they're doing. We need conservatives who know what we're doing. We need a right that knows what they're doing and a left that knows what they're doing. We need intelligent people to know and to do the best for us. Okay? It's no different. It's student government. It's always going to be student government. It's always going to be a group of people trying to come up with a really good prom float. All right. And none of us give a shit about the prom float. All right. We just want to get out to the homecoming game and go, woohoo. It's a great prom float. Let's move on. Let's be better. Let's stop worrying about whether we think that, oh boy, they're going to be socialists running this. No, they're not. Okay. It's not going to happen. I'm a socialist. All right. I've talked about this a million times. You know what socialism is in this country? You know what the height of it is, really? It's the public library, all right? Your public librarian is the major socialist, all right? Does your librarian scare the shit out of you? I don't fucking think so, all right? It's the library. And what made it, made it great was we decided, oh, gee, knowledge is important. Maybe we should share books with everybody. It was where the world opened to me. And I came from a middle-class home, okay? But it was really the library when my mother took me there, and I went, wow, look at all those books. Look at what life has in store. God, it's going to be great. And we've come to this, and you're worried about the— Well, close the public libraries then, because, boy, that's really socialism. And, yeah, don't do anything. Don't, you know, don't have a highway department. That's socialism, isn't it? You're going to have a place that's going to, there are things that we need to do together. All right. And there's nothing socialistic about it. And we need to figure out what needs to be done together and what shouldn't. All right. And there are probably three or four things that we need left to figure out. And it's not that fucking tough. Wake the fuck up. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we do need. It's a stimulus package, all right? That's what we need. Because the one thing I know is is that the the fucking people are getting kicked in the teeth. Small businesses, people who fucking have worked their whole lives and their jobs have been taken away due to this bullshit. And they need help. And to watch that group in Congress just sit on their fucking thumbs, it's disgusting. Not funny. I can't come up with a joke. Just not funny. So that's really it. I wish I could be funnier, but I'm sitting here and it's too early. It's it's way too early. It's 9.30 in the morning. That's not my funny time. And I'm in the midst of a uh, suburban neighborhood in the midst of North Carolina, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of really uh, of complete lack of adults in the room. And enough is enough, okay? We have to grow up and we have to be better than this. And that's all I got to say today.
<laughs> Have a good one. You're going to love this round of rants because it comes from California, where they, we rolled through Santa Barbara, the Librero Theater, a gem built in the late 1800s, to Sacramento to the Crest Theater, I believe. No, it's not true. Could it? Named after the toothpaste. And finally, San Diego, the wondrous Balboa Theater. We had a, always had a good time in California. Always. It was tough, that run, because uh, it, the fires were raging. And sadly, the fires may still be raging. And uh, it's why we've got to get our shit together. Because the clock's ticking. Tick, tick, tick. It's been a pleasure. Take care. We're in uh, Santa Barbara, California at the Lobrero Theater, an absolutely magnificent space that we've been to before. We've also been to Santa Barbara, and if you've you've never been here, uh, you're going to want to come here. Uh, It is just because, and really go up to any member of the community and and say to them, how should I live my life? And... And, and be sure to bring a, 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 one of those big, thick books, uh, which has no writing in it, because you're going to want to go from person to person. You will be able to fill that book over and over and over again. And you're going to want to collate some of the answers and, and go back and really go back to Dubuque and go, son of a bitch. Now I know how to live. Um, it really is beautiful here. Um, I, the last time we were here, it was um, somebody, as, as Neil wrote, who's here tonight, the last time I was here, it was 105 degrees. Uh, but tonight, it's, it's much cooler. And there were, we're lucky there are no fires here now. And, and this is what I like about, this is what you like about this, our citizenry. And, and now it's somebody else's turn. <laughs> Do you hear that sound? That's the sound of people who've lost all sense of humor. Okay? Seriously. It's, you're allowed to laugh at that. And I'm serious, folks. Get the fuck over your shit. You laugh at it and then go, bad. I'm bad. Of course it's terrible. It was terrible when it was here. But some of the people were thinking, at least it's not there. That's the deal. Okay? Son of a bitch. Yeah, no, it's, it's really been, uh, we've been traveling through it, and uh, I think part of my, the, 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 I mean, you kind of, you, you don't realize you're breathing smoke, but you're fucking breathing smoke. And, it, and being someone who used to be a smoker, you, you goddammit, you'd like to know you're breathing smoke! Son of a bitch, you don't even get the pleasure of that. And then the audience goes, oh, what a sad man. We stopped smoking here in 1941. (laughs) Oh, boy. But it really is beautiful. You can go down and we're we're staying right near the, the beach. It's fucking gorgeous. You look out there, it's really stunning, you know. And that's why they're... They're so fucking happy here. <laughs> they are. They go out and go, ha, 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 <laughs> They turn on the TV for a minute and go, oh, how sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> What's interesting is the, the, the audience here is, it's really phenomenal. They, 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 it's just an interesting bunch of stuff that was written in. Matthew Schapp, who's here on a scale from one to ten, how fucking stupid is it that the world is round? I'd give it I'd give it a nine since because the world is round we have to deal with stupid people thinking it's flat why can't the earth just be flat so it makes sense to dip shits <laughs> I, Ian Taylor writes this I've never seen this Ian and uh, um, makes me want to stop by some uh, grocery store tomorrow and can people please stop thrusting their crotches so far into the fruit for sale at the grocery store? <laughs> I don't like having to triple wash my apples and plums. <laughs> are, are they pantless? <laughs> Who the fuck is humping the produce here? Is that like normal here? Well, if it's normal, then something's really fucking wrong in the village. <laughs> when I used to go to grocery stores, I never saw anybody, you know, fucking, fucking put their penis on something. <laughs> Not on a fruit, no. Yeah. Maybe an avocado for a little friction. Triple wash my apples and plums. They've got a thing. I'm sure they sell something here. You go, oh, it's clean now. Okay, there's fucking bike riders. The Lance Armstrong types. This is in Santa Barbara. They're he's talking. They never fucking stop at stop signs. Fucking assholes. They also don't ride single file. But side by side, like fucking bricks. I want to ram the fuck out of them daily. So, so. Oh, good. I'm glad I finally found something that irritates you. Like <laughs> writers. All night, everything's been... Oh. They, they were singing literally halfway through my act, everything's beautiful in its own way. <laughs> the fucking bike riders. God damn it. Wearing those, wearing those Italian uniforms. They're not even from Italy! That really irritates me with those little caps. Fuck you, you fucking dick. No, I'm serious. It's like, no, just go ride your bike. You don't get to wear the cap, you stupid... No. Fucking asshole. Um, this is... A, from Elizabeth Handley. Loved you in Inside Out. I have no idea what you really look like. A friend gave me this ticket. Our friendship depends on your performance. So, so I guess that's come to an end. I like the fact that you, you didn't even look it up. 12 million ways to find out what I look like. Fuck you. I'm not going to look that up. I'm going to wait and be surprised. I do look kind of weirdly like the, the fucking character in Inside Out. And I, I do. It's a little fucking scary. It scares me. I'll probably look like that when I'm 90. 
This is from uh, Shane Manning. I'm going to throw this. I'm here in the, the theater, and uh, my downstairs neighbor is a smoker, and she smokes every 45 minutes and never leaves her apartment. We close the windows as soon as we smell the smoke, but feel like prisoners in our own home. What should we do? Um, I think uh, learn flamenco dancing. <laughs> I think that'll work, and it's exercise. <laughs> this is from CMEA. This is interesting because nobody's asked it. Why, why is it that we've never seen you on Saturday Night Live before? Does Lauren ask you all the time, but you're in Utah or somewhere, and you have to say no? <laughs> or is it Lauren has just missed the boat on this one? I don't get it. Um, he's, he doesn't think I'm funny. <laughs> No, it's true. Yeah. I've never been asked. Ever. Ever. No. No, he doesn't think I'm funny. And then uh, he, uh, he was at a party that we were at, and uh, somebody we knew was getting married, and um, that I knew the, the, pretty well. And we, I met him there, and he... Uh, and afterwards, I, I had to do some stuff then, and then I asked the, the guy who was getting married, who, who was the set director on that, and I said, what did, did, what did, Lauren, did Lauren say anything? And he goes, no, he doesn't think you're funny. <laughs> I auditioned. There was a time when um, there was one year when they kind of got rid of all of the, uh, the folks initially who'd been involved in it, uh, and... Uh, there was a whole bunch of, there was a, I forget about, God, I, I don't even remember. It was, but the, it was, I only auditioned once for the show, and uh, I didn't get on. And that year was, they, everybody who got on the next year, all of those people were gone. So at least I got it over quickly. <laughs> um, I always, I always kind of thought, all I ever wanted to do was Weekend Update. I always thought that would be great, but that never worked out. Because even, even when I was doing uh, The Daily Show, I thought, well, they got a call now. Don't they just bring me in for an audition? Don't they? No. So, so it's never worked out. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's worked out fine for me. You know, I mean, it's been good because then I, because I, I, what I've been able to do instead is go on the road and spend time with happy people. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't get it. It's been on a million years, and I never once, and never once have you hosted. I mean, Lynn Manuel, well, Miranda's hosted, and all he did was write one fucking play. <laughs> He's actually written two, and he's probably written many more. And that one fucking play, holy fucking shit. Even the asshole in the White House has been on, and he can't even read. Plus, he's an asshole. So she goes on. She thinks there should be a big campaign. Uh, the, the, the fuck you fans need to unite on, on one and flood SNL social media pages with some fuck you we want Lewis Black to host <laughs> SNL. Well, it won't happen. Uh, and um, it, it, it won't happen. And I, but thank you for writing that in. I appreciate the fact that you'd like to see me there. <laughs> 
this has been one of my favorites. I've been holding it for a while. I think uh, it kind of is a, a good way to end uh, this week. And uh, this is the last uh, night, and then we go to uh, Los Angeles. Oh, joy, city of angles. And um, <laughs> so I've got it. So we go there next week, and... Uh, in San Diego, so we're coming to Los Angeles. We'll be at uh, Thousand Oaks, and we'll be in uh, in San Diego, and we'll uh, and I'm going to ask the folks out there to start writing your rants and yelling and screaming about whatever it is that bothers you. This is from Sterling Hurst. I've had this for a while. Uh, for most of my working life, I've been in the service industry because I had the genius insight to decide in college to major in computer graphics technology with a minor in philosophy, forgetting that I've got vision problems since birth. Because I'm an Agent Orange baby since my dad served in Vietnam. And they've progressively gotten worse as I've gotten older. Fuck me, right? Thanks for the memories, Photoshop. <laughs> as for the philosophy degree, well, we all know that's only good for pushing carts at Walmart or convincing other naive college students that it's a viable major with a plethora of opportunities waiting for them. But what drives me constantly insane and fills me with vengeful, acidic range. Customers. <laughs> so much so that I've developed a split personality. <laughs> the new guy in my head is not a nice man, but thankfully he's figured out how to control my mouth and vocalize his opinion to customers after their questions. You know the timeless classic questions that only dipshits ask. Oh, how would you describe the flavor profile on this wine? It's wine! It tastes like wine, motherfucker! What do you want me to do? Open the bottle and ask it for you? You think I had to taste every single product in the store to get this fucking job? I've had to move all the sharp objects from the register area as well as the maintenance man's toolbox from under the counter, because I'm worried that this new guy in, the head, in my head may grab the nearest ballpoint pen and jab it into my temple the next time the customer comes into my store and asks, excuse me, do you sell eggs or milk? <laughs> this is a liquor store! That's not a fact we exactly hide, seeing as how the bright fucking letters on the front read, liquor and tobacco. Not liquor and tobacco plus random shit. <laughs> Even if they don't have questions, we still get the same stupid shit responses. Is that all I can get for you today? Huh? I'll take uh, a million dollars if you got it. <laughs> Listen here, asshole. This is a transaction for goods and services, not open mic night at your local coffee house. <laughs> and look at me. Do you really think if I had a million dollars to give away, I'd even fucking be here? No, I'd be off doing millionaire shit. Get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> and I swear to fuck, if one more person gives me the fucking line, oh, um, should be good. I just printed it off before I came here. When I go to check a $50 or $100 bill on my bill scanner, I may jump the counter and strangle them, then string them up on the side of my store as a warning to other mouth breathers like they did in the old days. I do have customers I like, and they are all 
other service industry workers. We rarely speak. We only look at one another and give a single acknowledging nod. No words need to be spoken because by the time they make it to my store, they're at the end of another soul pulverizing day. <laughs> and frankly, they have no words left. They've been taken by all the Karens, Tylers, Devons, and Caitlins with a why. They say video games are causing mass shootings. I say they are preventing many more because there isn't a clerk, cashier, server, or line cook alive who hasn't gone home and taken their day out on the innocent video game citizens of Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> I want to thank you, uh, Sterling, for that. I want to thank you all for coming out. It's been a pleasure spending time in Santa Barbara with you. We're coming to you live uh, from, in, from a Thousand Oaks, California, in the Cavalier Theater here. And um, uh, and it's been an interesting uh, 10 days that I've, we've spent, 12 days here in uh, California. It, it's, it's always interesting to be in a place that is under duress or, you know, there's uh, uh, things that are happening that are kind of horrific. Um, I, I travel a lot. A lot of the times it's tornadoes. Uh, you, you're sitting there, you're watching TV, it's three in the afternoon, you're going to be doing a show that night, and they show you a map of the area, and you don't know where the fuck you are. <laughs> and then they just show these things spinning around, and you go, fuck it, I don't, where the fuck, shit. <laughs> you know, and you look out your window and wait and see if Dorothy's around. And, <laughs> and then... Uh, and here it's been fires, and it's like they go, well, it's the Kincaid fire, it's the, uh, it's the Happy Anvil fire, it's the Getty fire. I don't know where any of these places fucking are! <laughs> so it's just been a treat to really... <laughs> having quit smoking, being able to get back to smoking. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And my fucking doctor said before I left on this trip that one thing you want to do is to avoid smoke. Well, great, thanks! <laughs> Shithead! <laughs> you, apparently, because I've not been here in this, this time of year, this, if you're thinking of coming here, this is not the month. <laughs> Okay. So this is uh, this is from Don C. He's in the audience. Why does your show not start on time? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Don. Because um, your city's on fire. <laughs> The, this is followed by Bob Sugar, who says, and will now explain to you, Don, why the show didn't start on time. And you could have used that time wisely, maybe spoken to some of the folks around you and gotten to know your community. But no, no, Don, you were so worried about my coming out that everything else faded away. And I appreciate that kind of brand loyalty. 
of what Bob says, and I think this is more to the point, a nearly sold out Lewis Black show at a large amphitheater, and all that is open is one parking lane with one attendant to take cash payments. <laughs> Time just wasting as hundreds sit and endure the stupidity. Oh, but the days when common sense played a role. When were those days, Bob? But that's what happened, Don, and obviously you choppered in. <laughs> um, this is from Lindsay Robbins. I'm up here in the nosebleed section, hanging out like a bat near the ceiling. <laughs> Tonight almost didn't happen because our area keeps bursting into flame every time a sheep farts. <laughs> or when the winds blow. Um, thanks for braving the smoke, and I hope you make it out of the state alive. Thank you, Lindsay. I, I was, I was, when I came here, I thought, I really did think that was going to be a given. <laughs> this is from Nyat Terran. I'm trying, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, or Turn. Terran is, why the fuck did all the firefighters go to the Reagan Library first? <laughs> Oh, man. Thousands of homes were threatened by the fire, and those fuckers went to protect some asshole who's six feet under. <laughs> On an upbeat note, Renee and Ray Smith, California's apparently going to hell in a handbasket. Fires, homelessness, taxes, cost of living. But what about climate? access to the mountain and beaches, and we are the fifth largest economy in the world. Well, good for you. That is, that's the kind of happy fuck thing that I love. That's the reason I don't live here, is the people like you. People go, you're, the fifth, you're the fifth largest economy in the world, and with the shit that's going on, you could be the hundredth economy in about, in about two weeks. But don't worry about a thing. God damn it, I'm glad. See, but you're the you're smiling ear to ear and two-day free shipping. <laughs> this is from Dale Bingham. Last year's this is last year's fire burned down my work. Sorry. This year's fire was nice enough just to burn down the roads needed to get to work. <laughs> This, this, literally, this live feed goes throughout the world. There are people probably watching tonight in Kenya going, uh, I had thought of going to Los Angeles at one point in my life, but fuck it. Um, this is from Angela Stone, and this is a, a summing up of a coming to see tonight in Thousand Oaks, and it's heartbreaking to see all the ash falling while breathing in all the smoke. You can hear the smoke. Uh, while California burns, these greedy utility fucks are busy turning off power to avoid lawsuits. Instead of taking the money every month that they get from us to fix their shit, they have to sail on their multi-million dollar yachts. While our government is so fucking busy on running for office, they can't possibly fix the failing infrastructure. Bastards. That being said, can you please give a shout out to our incredible California firefighters? They are the true American heroes.
They cannot save every home or structure, but they do deserve the highest amount of respect for risking their lives to save other lives. And that's, that's a fucking fact. Yeah. We were, we were staying at the, uh, 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 motel near here and some of the guys who were involved in the fire around here, whichever one it was, I don't know the name of it, (laughs) but they were, they were, they were leaving and they were whipped. They were just, it's just tough. I can't imagine having to deal with that. Um, this is from Gary Green. California bans shampoo bottles in hotels and plastic straws, but can't, but can't do anything about fires, homelessness, or anything that actually matters. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put you next to Renee and Ray Smith, and there'll be a discussion. <laughs> this is Den, Den, Denny Baroyes. What is, what, what is Lewis doing about the fucking homeless in California? <laughs> <laughs> Did that be, what would you like me to do, Denny? (laughs) I'm just trying to get out of your state alive. (laughs) I have enough problems in my own fucking state, Denny. Okay? You deal with your shit here. And then he goes on, none of the fucking Democrats have a clue of how to deal with the fucking homeless. Denny, can you tell me if the Republicans have a clue? I mean, that's what's so spectacular. It's that pointing fingers. Your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. I'm so sick of it. I'm so tired of the finger pointing. Both sides can go fuck themselves. It's tiresome. This is Joseph Schulman asking me, why is our tap water so bad? Because everything else seems to be going to shit. That's why. That's why, Joseph. Because the tap water was really confident in itself and was going, God damn it, I'm the best tap water there is. And then everything around it was getting worse and it just went, oh, fuck. And it got sad. It became sad tap water. You know, I don't know. uh, But if I were you, uh, now I'm wondering, I've, I've drank some of it. This is not good. This is from David Durant. Uh, I'm I'm on vacation from England. Well, you picked a hell of a time, David. (laughs) So you just said, you know, boy, I'm going, let's let's go to Los Angeles. This will be just, what a delightful way. We'll get out there to the beaches and, wow. Son of a bitch. I hope, wow. I just can't imagine arriving here. I had to work here, but to come here on vacation and go, fuck! (laughs) He's on vacation. I was wondering what you thought of our current British government trying to outdo the Trump administration. (laughs) This is a great one. We always think neither can stoop any lower, and each week we get pleasantly surprised. (laughs) Thanks. And this is why I love the British. Kind regards. <laughs> David, and yes, his name is David Durant. And yes, my ner- surname really does include Rant. <laughs> only, only the British would throw that in. 
<laughs> like I wouldn't notice. <laughs> this is Neil Murphy. Whining dumbhead, dumb, dumbhead liberals who are still mad about losing 2016. Uh, now, shh. You, then you just made the sound, you idiots. <laughs> no, shh. No, you want them? You just fucking proved the point. Didn't you? Me, 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 me. As opposed to what he just said, which is kind of, what are you going to, you just, you, you whining dumbhead liberals. What, a, how well put that is. <laughs> there aren't, to be honest, I travel around the country. There are not a lot of people who were whining about this, okay? They're, they're irritated about the way he's acting. That's fucking different. So get a grip on it, all right? It just because, just because there seems to be this whole kind of bullshit that people go, well, you know, all these people are, no. No, you know why? Because people have shit to do, Neil. And they're not, they kind of go, oh, fuck, you, I've got shit to do. <laughs> they're not worried about it, okay? What they're worried about, okay, to be honest, you're whining dumbhead liberals, and what they're worried about is the fact that they have 108 people running for office, <laughs> the presidency, and they're worried more about their fucking party than they are about whether they lost in 2016. That's what they're worried about. So get a grip. Impeach? What are you, nuts? You want to get rid of one bungling, bungling but entertaining clown for a totally stone-faced conservative who only got his job, I do like this, because all the other bookkeeper jobs were taken at the Indiana Department of Sanitation. <laughs> you want four years of that? Snooze. Give me a break. It won't be four years of it. Um, but he's not, uh, it's not entertaining. It's, it's irritating and it's anxiety provoking and it's, there's a level of craziness that's just, uh, uh, that I have to disagree with you. It's, there's nothing, what, it's, we're not watching a show, okay? This is like, uh, real! <laughs> and, um, and I think what you wrote is really funny and do I want Mike Pence to be the president? Who, uh, in the sense that, um, I wouldn't have to take, uh, Ambien <laughs> ever again. I, I'd never sleepwalk because I don't think I just would keep him on in a loop in the background. Um, but uh, you have to, the thing is that, would, that really disturbs me, Neil, is the fact that um, uh, you're, you're an adult, so you get it. It's children are listening. Children. Are listening. He's the president. Okay, it's a profound effect on the children. That's a fact. <laughs> and this is in in response to you, Alex Kanesh. Uh, 
Dear Lewis, my grandpa who lives in Sherman Oaks spends all day watching Fox News. Gah. He also talks about taxes and Trump. He actually has a t- Trump shrine on his bar table, for gosh sakes, and also has, signed a pic- has a signed picture of him. What a redneck. He also has a talking Trump doll. Why don't you get him one of mine? <laughs> Alex, this is from Alex Kinesh, a 15-year-old guy in the back of the audience. They took me here because I'm a huge fan of The Daily Show. There's nothing you can do, but it, it is kind of fascinating that you, you know, it, it's, oh man, it, that can make for a long fucking Thanksgiving, Alex. <laughs> Tristan Worsham, the, the morning air brushes against my face as I get ready to lead my high school journalism class. And for the love of fuck, these goddamn cretins cannot write a coherent sentence to save their lives. A baboon bashing its skull against a keyboard could be more eloquent. And here I come every day to enjoy another day of sheer retardation. Where have the baseline intelligent people gone? Where have the people able to string together a few motherfucking words gone to? And where can I get a fucking plane ticket? This is from uh, Alicia Pratt. Why does my mother-in-law feel the need to criticize everything we do as parents and then take money from us and do nothing to better her own situation? She's been unemployed for almost a year. We're helping to pay to fix up her house, and all she does is sit on her ass and post things on Facebook. (laughs) When is it enough when you're you're writing to me for advice? Once again, we are mere days away from Halloween. The one day each year we willingly shove our toddlers up to houses to receive candy after 364 days of preaching them to never take candy from strangers. (laughs) Why does this continue to be a thing anymore? Is it so candy companies can create even smaller wrappers with solid bits of so-called food that will eventually end up in landfills or ocean? Maybe I'm tainted still by my own Halloween experiences as a child. Trick-or-treating in a rural setting where I received a mushy apple, an unsharpened pencil, a bag of potato chips left over from the year before, and a handful of chewing tobacco from my four neighbors that live five miles or less away doesn't lead to the fondest of memories. Parading up and down the aisles of senior classrooms as a junior student isn't uh, it, so I can be mocked because my plastic Spider-Man mask kept falling down, blinding me so I ran into desks or garbage can. I couldn't see the fingers being pointed at me in ridicule, but I could still hear the laughter. I understand the cuteness of seeing little princesses in action, hero characters saying trick-or-treat at the door, but I'm tired of teenage fuckers carrying a pillowcase full of 200 pounds of shit by speeding through an entire town of 5,000 people in an hour only costume they're wearing being the smug look of greed and impending diabetes before wolfing down 12 chocolate bars and eight bags of chip with a Red Bull chaser. Is it not time to get rid of this entirely or maybe just do it once every four years in November on election night when the real tricks take place and we're treated to four more years of broken promises and lies by our out-of-line politicians and administrators? Thank you so much for coming out tonight. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. Thank you. Thanks for everybody who wrote in. We'll be in San Diego tomorrow, sending you rain.
We're coming to you from our last stop in, uh, in California, in San Diego, beautiful San Diego, California. At the, uh, at the Balboa Theater here. And, uh, and it really is a, a beautiful fucking place. It, we were, I was looking out my, uh, the window of my hotel going, fuck, it's really pretty. And then I've got to go back and it's going to be shitty. One of my, one of my, uh, you know, it's, 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 one of my first jokes was about being the, the best job in the world. It'd be the San Diego weatherman. Yeah. yeah. What's the weather going to be like? Nice. Back to you. <laughs> I used to come down here. I appeared at a place called the Bahia. Yeah, that was great. It was a great gig, and it was right there on the water. It was just fucking like phenomenal, and the audiences were great. And uh, and it's always been nice coming down here. So uh, I'm just going to go right to it because we have a lot of stuff that came in from the from the folks here. Because even though it's beautiful here, they they still seem to complain. <laughs> this was written yesterday by Matt Falso. Yep, summer can just... It could have gotten better seats, man. <laughs> summer can just fuck right off. But you're in, fuck, you're in San fucking Diego where the weather's always nice. First off, no. While the highs in the 60s in winter are sure to make those in the tundras of North Dakota jealous, it isn't exactly comfortable beach weather. But when we do get the nice beach weather, everyone comes and parks themselves directly in my way. Parking at the beach, gone. Lying at my favorite taco place, out the door. People here end up paying the same amount of rent for a one bedroom as most of the country would allow a family of five to live comfortably in, only to not get to enjoy it when that family of five invades. <laughs> then, just when the weather starts to cool off and the tourists scurry home, the winds from the desert bring summer back like a jilted ex-lover. <laughs> Who's ready to destroy your life? Though you could get rid of me, <coughs> well, it won't be that easy because now I'm going to burn your shit to the ground. <laughs> so now we are left checking alerts to make sure we don't get evacuated while getting hit with astronomic energy bills because we need air conditioning running on Halloween. <laughs> this is... This is from Mark. He's uh, here tonight. Stop this fucking time change crap twice a year. <laughs> this is from Ken Walker, who's here. Daylight savings. Tonight we change the clocks again and fall back an hour. Let me tell you why this bullshit especially sucks for my household. I have three kids, ages 5, 9, and 11. The 11-year-old wakes up every day between 5 to 5.30 a.m. This means I haven't slept in for 11 fucking years. <laughs> so tomorrow, my house is going to be bustling with little monsters at 4 fuck a.m. <laughs> Who do we do this shit for? I don't live on a fucking farm. So it's not like I need to send the kids out to milk the cows. 
At least I'll have plenty of time to update my clocks in the house, including trying to get the three clocks in the kitchen to fucking sync up. Fuck daylight fucking savings. This is from Ben K. Uh, why the fuck did you tell us to get here 45 minutes early? <laughs> now, ben? Ben? I uh, am a busy man. <laughs> and I can promise you I didn't tell you. I can assure you I wasn't the one. All right? I, I left no message. I didn't do a thing. They didn't ask me to do a voiceover. Please come, Ben. Please come. Come 45 minutes early so we can fuck you over. No, Ben. Ben, no. Don't give my, your shit on me, okay? Find out who did it. Talk to them. So he came here 45 minutes early when the security takes 45 fucking seconds. Now I had to drop 16 fucking dollars on stale ass chips, $2, $2 store candies, and the worst $4 Sprite I've ever fucking had. Ben, Ben, you didn't have to do that, Ben. Could have shown a little restraint, Ben. So six dollars, you paid 10 bucks for the chips? What are you, insane, Ben? <laughs> but don't you ever blame me for fucking telling you to go anywhere 45 minutes early. You know, fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry they told you to come early for the 45 second security check. <laughs> this is, uh, there's somebody wrote, I can't, I don't have the name, I paid $75 a ticket to see you perform live. Why should I pay this much to watch you read from an iPad? Um, I spent an hour um, giving you, really, I thought my heart and soul. Uh, if I could do this without an iPad and I could do what I do on The Daily Show and have like a thing where I read from, I would do it. But the reason I think the reason that you might pay that is, is, I, is that the fact that this is a show written by the people of your city. So you might be kind of fucking excited about that. And hopefully you at least feel like you got $40 worth. This is from Andrew Kenna, who's, this is motherfuckers that clap on a plane when it lands. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, morons. Of course it landed, you dumb dicks. Unless Gary Oldman is holding you hostage, of course it's gonna land, so shut the fuck up. I'm sorry you're from a bumfuck state where you have no fucking concept of air travel. Eat my ass. I think that was worth 30 bucks. <laughs> this is 
from Stella Ingram. I hate that older people love the joke. You young kids may not know about this thing called, and it's something we still use like books. Yeah, we fucking know about books. Our generation is statistically more educated, and thus we have paid more for one book than it cost your semester of school, you fucking prick. <laughs> God, I wish. I wish one book cost that fucking goddammit no. But good for you. It's true, though. I never used that joke. I don't think it's a joke. Goddammit, it's a we use like, goddammit, that just, I'm like, I'm, I'm drifting away. <laughs> this is from Brendan. Uh, I'm trying to get a job at a place I really like. It's been a while since I heard back from them. Oh, Brendan, this is really sad. Last time I tried contacting them, the, the, the hiring manager told me, oh, I thought it was for something important. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a meeting right now on the list of importance. You're at the way at the bottom of it. I will let you know later when the second interview will be. Well, it's been a week, no answer. What should I do? Uh, plan B. Let's move to plan B, Brendan. I think, uh, I think you, uh, you may want to work there, but I, I don't know how much fun that's going to be if he's the hiring fuck. <laughs> if he said that to you, it's time to fucking walk across the street, Brendan. Yeah. And I don't know much about getting jobs, really, because I've been lucky enough that I've been able to do this. But God damn it. What a prick. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't put up with it, Brendan. I'd find something that's close to what the fuck that job is and go over there. Don't sit around waiting around, unless you're living with your parents and fuck them. <laughs> this, is, this is Allison Patton. Uh, my family and I will be at your, she's here tonight. This is, this is, uh, <laughs> this is, this is so self-explanatory, it's beyond belief. <laughs> This is not something I can do, and this is why I don't do it. Like many other Americans, my family and I are doing our best to minimize our carbon footprint. We installed solar panels, brought electric cars. Yes, we're those annoying people who bring our own metal straws to Starbucks. <laughs> It's little stuff, but it feels good to do our part for the planet. But then, Lewis, my world is totally rocked every month when I make a run to CVS for my family's toiletry. You know, CVS, the drugstores. Yes, yes, we have them in New York. Everything's fine until I check out. As I'm sliding my credit card through the machine, my blood pressure starts to rise and dread overtakes me. Because every single time, whether I brought one item or 20, the cashier hands me a 54-inch receipt. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting you, Lewis. The receipt is 54 inches fucking long. A parade of CBS coupons. Son of a bitch. I can't even fucking believe this. It's truly appalling. Some corporate bonehead apparently thought this was a good idea. It's like my entire month of con conservation is undone by that one purchase. <laughs> I've, I've probably decimated a forest to floss our teeth. 
Seriously, should CVS be more, could CVS be more out of touch with the times? Even the biggest corporate losers in America have gotten the memo. Scandal-ridden Wells Fargo Bank emails me my receipt when I make a deposit. Exxon, the worst polluter on the planet, gives you the option at the pump to skip the receipt. The fucknut at CVS who came up with this should be strangled with one of his own receipts. <laughs> Around his and around his neck until he turns purple, until his thyroid f fails from the BPA exposure. <laughs> Dad, insult to injury, the coupons are for worthless shit I never need, like hemorrhoid cream or some obscure beauty product I've never even heard of. Occasionally, there's a coupon giving me reward money for my next purchase, but every fucking time, I miss the expiration date. Why? Because the reward money is good for only a few weeks and I just bought everything I needed, God damn it! <laughs> so this month I finally decided I'd had enough. This time I went to CVS for the strategy. Wow. That's it's gotta be one of the greatest sentences I've ever read aloud. I went to CVS with a strategy. Wow, 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 that's spectacular. Before the cashier could print the receipt, I said triumphantly, nope, I don't need a receipt. And you know what happened? The cashier printed it and then threw it in her trash can. Not even a recycling bin, but the trash. I was so mad I made her fish it out and give it to me. I walked to my car dragging this long streamer of environmental waste. I tossed it into the passenger seat, fully aware that I was polluting my new beautiful Tesla with this toxic symbol of corporate madness. I drove home and threw it in my blue recycling bin, steaming the whole time. And when I thought this can't get any worse, of course it got worse. I know it all neighbors saw me throw the receipt in the blue bin and came over and said, you know, BPA coated receipts should never be recycled. <laughs> Oh, because they contaminate the rest of the paper. Oh, no, really? I was incredulous, but a quick Google search on my phone. Confirmed she was right. Oh shit, I've been recycling my receipts for years. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Consumed with guilt, I retrieved the CVS receipt from the bottom of the blue bin and threw it in the regular trash. Then I stormed inside and did what any woman would do after that nightmare experience. I snapped at my husband. Uh, that's why I don't live here. Uh, that was just spectacular. People always ask me, I've been asked a lot of reason, recently what gives me hope, and it's the, a lot of the stuff that uh, I get 
written to me is brilliantly written by people who aren't writers. I mean, it, it's really extraordinary that there's this real uh, in working intelligence out there that seems to be buried under a pile of shit. <laughs> I'm going to read that one next week. That one's this. Somebody wrote me a thing. This was just for next week. I think I had sex with a sociopath. That's the start. That's for next week. It's spectacular. And I have, I just rediscovered it today. It was a year old. I get so much of this shit. I go, God damn it. And I'm putting them all together. And then all of a sudden, I'm fucking late. But, uh, but I'm going to end with this because it was Halloween. And uh, this is from Mary Laffey. I do not understand why people wait until October 31st every year to rent a Halloween costume. I worked at a costume rental store last year as a seamstress, and including the rental price is free alterations to the costumer. Fuck! Whole families show up at 3 p.m. on Halloween wanting to find the perfect rock star, zombie, superhero, or fairy tale character and don't have enough brains together to figure out that they don't have much to pick from and all they can pick out are costumes that are too big, too long, ripped or have a stain and our overworked laundry people missed after the last one spilled a bottle of face paint on it. And they want to take everything with them by 4.30 so they can make it to the goddamn Halloween parade. What is the problem with these people? Did they just found out that this week that there's something called Halloween? On the same date every year in every town in the fucking Western world. And on top of that, the hardworking staff who've been busting their butts to fulfill the orders get no rest. Because when these inconsiderate assholes return the costumes, they expect to be able to reserve a Santa costume which hasn't been put out on the floor yet. Trick or fucking treat. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, San Diego. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Ha <laughs> Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.